What's up, everybody? Happy opening day, Eve, and welcome to a brand new episode, brand new season of the Empire 161 show. It's the start of our fourth season. Super excited to get to it, uh, and happy that we finally got baseball back in less than 24 hours. Yes. So, yeah, so we really can't wait. Pretty excited. Uh, yeah, we're opening up on the motto from Tiesto and Ava Max, which Lisa put me on to is our brand new shortstop, Anthony Volpe's walk-up music. So we're keeping that tradition going where we usually go with a walk-up song from someone's on the team or what's on the team. So uh, yeah, but, uh, welcome aboard. If you're joining us on the Facebook live stream, if you're joining us on YouTube, or Twitter, Instagram, wherever you found your audio-only podcast, we appreciate the support. And we do have a new way for you to support the show here on Pop Culture Pros. Uh, we'll drop that in here quick. So during this podcast, if you want to support our page, you can send us some stars, a digital gift that helps us earn money. So come hang out and talk some Yankees baseball with us. I mean, we can know the baseball too. And everyone's welcome to join in on the fun. Uh, but I'm Ed, if you have the first time you're tuning in to us. And uh, with me as always is Lisa. Lisa, what's up? Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It is my favorite time of year baseball season i've been counting down i can't wait to talk about all the things happening this year all the new rule changes you know some of them are very controversial some people don't like them we'll see we'll talk about them a little bit uh later in the season we're going to be talking about all the new food at yankee stadium that's one that i can't wait to try out in person i know ed loves doing that as well um We'll talk about today. We're going to talk about the World Baseball Classic. We're going to talk about the Yankees offseason and all of their additions and the losses. Uh, opening day predictions. We're going to talk about the injured list, uh, our pitching probables for the opening series against the Giants. And we'll uh, hopefully get to power rankings and a little bit about, uh, as Ed mentioned, our new shortstop, Anthony Volpe. But it's so great to be back. Uh, I'm looking forward to this, and uh, it's good to just hang out with Ed again and talk about one of our favorite things in the entire world, the New York Yankees. Absolutely, I, I've been, I've been, you know, freaking <laughs> itching, itching for this to get back. I mean, yeah, I do. Listen, I got love for all four of the major sports here, but baseball is baseball. Baseball is my first love, so that's you know, it's always a bit special there. So, and listen, opening day, baseball opening day is unlike any of the other sports as much as you're into them or not you know it's just baseball is different it's signifies the beginning of a new season we got like the season's turning spring is here flowers blooming this close to summer this close to summer yeah we're just getting a little bit closer to summer here and especially like in new york we still we have three or four seasons because our winter was pretty mild i mean i'm not complaining but we might yeah. get snow in april you never know that's true, actually. I don't want to throw that out into the universe. So yes, let's hopefully we've hopefully we've cleared the way of snow. But yeah, it just signifies so much. And it's you can't, I don't know how you can not be excited about baseball. So um but we did have a you know, this was a special year though, because it's been a while though, but I mean we had the WBC this year. It's you know, COVID 
freaking ruined a lot of things, but you know, it specifically did index the 2020 World Baseball Classic. So baseball decided to keep it on schedule. And yeah, so we had it and it was a it was a big topic for many reasons. Um personally, I love the World Baseball Classic. I always have since day one. I thought it was a phenomenal, you know, idea to have an international tournament. You know, and for baseball to have it, you know, like there's the World Cup and the Olympics and stuff like that, which I, you know, I watch in the Olympics, I watch the events that I like, right? Like, and I know, I know, I know what Lisa's thinking already, but yes, Lisa <laughs> and I share our, you could a say, love. a unique, unique love. love for curling in the Winter Olympics. Uh, so, yeah, you know, curling. Uh, ice hockey, I watched the men's and the women's. Uh, same thing with, with basketball. And, you know, baseball's been dropped out of it. So we do have the World Baseball Classic. Um, yeah. And it's, I don't know, like, Lisa, what, what were your thoughts on the World Baseball Classic? I loved it. I always loved it. This year, I thought was like, I thought that even though the U.S. came this close and got edged out by Japan, you know, this was the best World Baseball Classic, I think, in, in my memory here, like. It was the most exciting. It seemed like it's growing. The ratings are growing. The attendance was growing. The interest, the chatter around it. So what, what was your experience with World Baseball Classic? So um, I was a little upset that I didn't pay attention earlier and realized that it was all going to be in Miami because uh, I would have gone to at least a couple of the games. Uh, but I have a question about one of our chat comments first before I get into this. I'd just like to know, who our boss's third favorite Yankee fan is, and where do we rank in the fan? Uh, in oh the my God, rank? Lisa, why are you putting him on the spot like that? So, <laughs> for those who may or may not know, our, our you know, the, the man of PCP, you know, the I've called him the Vince McMahon, the George Steinbrenner, the Steve Woo! Cohen. <laughs> plug in your owner thing there. Mm -hmm. That's that's our guy. He's the one of the hosts of the Put It in a Book Show, our sister show. That's a a show based around the New York Mets. A lot of love for for each show, but two of the top three Yankees fans. I'm assuming the third is Tim. Uh, that, yeah, I'm gonna assume that. I mean, he could jump in here if I'm wrong, but I'm gonna assume. Hey, no, it's Tim hey. in no particular order. Uh, okay. Of course, okay. he can't do that. I mean, yeah, listen, that's that's putting him on the spot here. I mean, um, but <laughs> no, but yeah. I'll get into it though. Um, I I agree with you. I thought it was a very exciting tournament. Um. I do have to say that for somebody like me, who is, I'm very tied to my culture. Mm -hmm. um, and my team put on a great showing uh, until, okay. until they met with Mexico and unfortunately were defeated in that round. Um, so after that, I was like, you know what? I know Team USA is going to be really good. I'm good. I don't need to watch it anymore. I, I watched a little bit, but um, I have to say after Puerto Rico, like Puerto Rico was great. I mean, you know, yeah. they pitched a perfect game. Like it was just so exciting, not a perfect, uh, no hitter. It was so exciting, so exciting. Um, and just the vibes of it um, and all the different uniforms and all the different, like I was rooting, I was freaking rooting for Francisco Lindor. That never happens except for in the World Baseball Classic. I, the only person on Team Puerto Rico that I couldn't root for was um, the Red Sox. Vasquez, I think it was. Christian Vasquez was on the Puerto Rican team. I oh, yeah, that's right. He was. He was. Yeah, yeah I was like, no, I, I just can't root for you, man. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but the one thing I found very interesting, I don't know if you caught this. Um, 
I'm not a fan of his at all, uh, based on like interactions that I've seen him do at Yankee Stadium. Randy Rosarena played for Team Mexico, but yeah. he's Cuban. Yeah, yeah. They, they went over that. I don't know if you, you caught it, but they did go well, over yeah, that he, story. He, he became a Mexican resident is what I heard. Yeah, he, he defected technically to Mexico. He didn't defect like to the U.S. He defected to Mexico, and so, they welcomed him in, and he kind of felt like a way about it, and he put on a show. He did. Oh yeah. Well, he always, you know, chest yeah. home. So that's. Well, but I'm saying, stat wise, he did put on. He was. He was. No, amazed. no, no. He was. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Oh, I wanted. To, I was actually. I meant to ask this, Rachi, because Rachi and I never got to talk about this. I remember we were talking beforehand. I, I, we wanted to do this for unsportsmanlike conduct. Uh, I couldn't make it to the games this time. Out, of, I was out of town, but the crowds at the games I went uh, to last time were electric. Yeah, uh, and my wife and I were gonna go to Arizona for the U.S. first round, and then we kind of looked at the pool that they were in. And I'm not gonna lie, we were like, they're probably gonna steamroll the, that whole pool. So we we're like, do we want to? Plus, I was actually looking forward to it because. Before I found out what pool the U.S. was in, I thought they were going to be in Miami again with Puerto Rico and Dominican Republic, and that's the pool I wanted them to be in. And I'm like, that I got to go. That's, you know, that's the cream of the crop right there. Because, yeah, listen, the, the U.S. is always going to be one of the favorites in it. Dominican Republic is always going to be one of the favorites in it. Puerto Rico, listen, they might not have the all-star lineup one to nine, but they always have a good team. They're yeah. always going to be one of the best you know, teams in the tournament, they always have a shot. Um, I mean, they they went to the championship game in 2017 against the U.S. Yep. And they went to the championship game and to the Dominican Republic before that in 2014. So it's not like it doesn't matter. They don't need the all-star team. They just they just it's have, in all blood. exactly. It's just a natural thing. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like I would say the U.S., Japan, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico. Those are the four teams I would expect to be, you know, in the elite all the time. Yeah. And then you got the other teams that are coming up that it's kind of cool to see. Like the whole thing with Great Britain was hilarious because I don't know, you got to see their uniforms were absurd. It literally looked like someone just went on like Word or something and typed in Great Britain and they printed it out. <laughs> yes, it was such a terrible font. It was so bad. And those were Nike uniforms. Those were Nike uniforms. But my guess is that. It could have been like we buy Nike uniforms. We could have got blank ones and put something on it, like at a store or something. That's what it looked yeah. like. But on think, the other hand, um, it was cool to see them in it. They qualified and they won a game. Yeah. I mean, I think it yeah. was cute. Um, I think it was the Romanian team, uh, or the Czech, Czech Republic, maybe. Um, they all like, uh, they went on TikTok and were, you know, like told everybody like what they did for their regular jobs. Yes, it was yes. like math teacher physicist you know like bus driver i thought that was so cute it was and that's then that's the thing is i think there's a lot of u.s fans who kind of miss the point of what the world baseball classic is like it's not just meant for like a tournament for the u.s to go and like steamroll like the competition it's meant to grow the game of baseball and major league baseball specifically they need this you know like yeah. they they do need this and they need to grow the game globally uh, the Dream Team helped do that for the NBA, like, mm -hmm. dramatically. You know, yeah. I guess, along with, you know, Magic and Bird and Jordan. And the, with the Dream Team, though, that's part of a lot of the international players you see in the NBA today, they attribute to seeing the Dream Team and they're like, oh, my God. 
Right. I have to go play in this league of theirs. So that's the point. And hockey does it all the time. Their players demand it that they stop the season mid-season to mm-hmm. play in the Olympics or they have the World Cup of Hockey now. It's been an either-or thing. So there's a lot of national pride there in it. And obviously the biggest one is soccer. I mean, yes, the World right. Cup. I, soccer <laughs> might not be my cup of tea, but I acknowledge that it's a crazy huge tournament and everyone's involved in it. And that's what baseball is trying to do. That's the point, though. Right. And so, so the only downfall of it is when a player gets injured because it happens before the, uh, you know, the real bring season. Bring in Farachi with it then. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, you know, that that's where it gets really tough. And unfortunately for Farachi, his closer got hurt. He was so your closer, he, too. He true, was your closer at, at the time, yeah. True. So, um, and, that, and that was one of the big things that got a lot of people talking about. Was like, all right, so what's the deal with it? As much as I'm a fan of, of the World Baseball Classic, yes. Is the part time of year it's played in perfect? No. It can be better. But then when? That's the question. And I think that was what got everything going to talk about it. So right now it's during spring training. I'm assuming the players who play in the tournament have been ramping it up and getting ready, you know, probably shortly after their, you know, the 2022 season ended. And that's your right. option, right? Like, if you're going to play in this, you have to, your off season's going to be shorter. I mean, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so the position players are there. You got to assume the pitchers are throwing. I think that's where the key is, is the pitching. Like, right. They're tied to these huge contracts in major league baseball, but major league baseball also has a huge part in this tournament. So it's almost like, what do you do there? That's the balancing act of it. So the so, game needs it, but how long is the tournament? The tournament's like two and a half weeks. Here's my proposal. I, I want to. We haven't discussed this, but I'm I'm curious to know if you're exactly with me on this because I do agree. A better another time of the year would be perfect. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So my proposal is extend the All Star break to two weeks and have it during that time. It's in the middle of the summer, so all the players involved should be warm and ready and nobody should get like you know uh, seriously hurt during it um and just that's it just just extend the all-star break for one more week so what if we go an extra week in the, or and you could start the season a week early because i honestly could have had baseball this week instead of waiting <laughs> so um yeah i think that would be like an easier solution and less less uh probability that now of course people are going to get hurt because you get hurt playing baseball any day of the year. You yeah. slide wrong. You, you know, you 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 twist something. You have a strain, whatever. But at least it's during the season already, and you've been warm and playing. Exactly. That's that's what I'm saying. Is that I know, I know the put in the books guys had a conversation about it. They felt like after the season would would have been the best bet. But my proposal is mid season, because mm-hmm. you're right. They literally will be in mid season form, yes. and. I think you're, you'll get more participation from players. You have a two-and-a-half-week break. It works for hockey. Hockey is a much more physical sport than baseball. You know, yes, all things. So, you know, I think they can make it work. And honestly, yeah, you're right. You can alter the schedule once every three years. You can start the season a week or two early if you have to. Right. Maybe, maybe you don't have the Northeast team start at home as much as, you know, whatever. 
let them play, you know, in a dome play, dome stadiums, warmer weather. You can all you can tweak it around to make it work. I think after the season, because you do, it's true. Baseball is up against the clock because you don't want to have the World Series in mid-November. Oh, so no. I think, yeah, the key is to start it earlier right. and work around it like that if you're going to do that so you still end at the same time. Or maybe not have those random games, those random days in the beginning of the year where you have a day off. For instance, baseball starts tomorrow. The Yankees have off on Friday for no reason. Well, you're right. But, well, again, if our plans work together – Right, because they do that because of a rain out or something like that, so they can still have their opening day, which which is fine. No, it, it's come in handy a couple of times actually. Oh, absolutely, so, especially yeah. when, when we open. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, because we don't know what the weather's going to be up here, so yeah, I think you just alter it where the Yanks open on the road and they're on the road for the first two series or so. I mean, it is what it is. So you just try to help it out a little bit. So I, that's what I think would happen, and I think you're right. You might have less injuries. If people get hurt, they get hurt. I mean, it is what it is. It sucks. It sucked watching Diaz get hurt. Then I was locked in from first pitch to last pitch on that DR Puerto Rico game. Oh, I was amazing. I was all about it. I was locked in, and I was like, "Wow!" The and I was yeah. Puerto Rico was the underdog going into that game, and they they pulled it off. They knocked off DR, who was one of you know. I think they were the betting favorite to win, and. You know, it's like we've heard many times before. You know, it's, it's baseball. Can't predict baseball, Susan. Many try. <laughs> first many time try. First time this season. Uh-huh. Many, many try. Everyone does, but you just can't predict baseball. <laughs> um, so that's 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 my feelings on it. And I, the next time around, I already told Angie we have to go. We'll make it a priority. I don't care what pool they're in because I gotta I gotta be a part of this atmosphere. Rick went to. The, our friend Rick, who is on mm-hmm. Granny's PC and stuff at times, at least I know him otherwise as well, he went to the PR Nicaragua game. He drove okay. down and, and went to that game. He was like, dude, you have to be – he goes, even – I don't even – he's like, you could have been to this game and you would have been fine. Like, it didn't even matter. You didn't even need the U.S. to be in this game. Mm-hmm. You would have been, like, locked in and all about that. And he joked around. He goes, dude, you're, like, an honorary Puerto Rican anyway, so who cares? You, you are. Would have been, yeah, you would have been locked in. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, you would have been all about it. I would have had a blast. I'm sure I would have went ahead, knocked back some Modellos and everything like that. Maybe when they showed the people playing dominoes outside, I own my own in that all the time. Let's go. You know, <laughs> so let's do that. And Farachi's actually, apparently, he went to the USDR game when Nelson Cruz hit a, uh, that game winner. That oh. was no joke as a playoff atmosphere. Um, yeah. yeah, it was. Every game was a playoff atmosphere, especially when it got to like the knockout rounds. Like, the pool play was cool. The U.S.-Mexico game was sold out. Mm-hmm. Like, that was that was done. The crowds were bigger. You could see that. Um, the All the elimination games were sold out way in advance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Miami was like a perfect host for the, the later round tournament. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the most interesting thing was I saw on your uh, – on the posts in our um, Facebook page about how many people in Japan tuned in. Yeah, so for the champion, no, it was the, it was the Japan, first Mexico. round game. Well, right. no, it was Japan, Italy. Okay. Japan, Italy. There was uh, ninety-one or ninety-two percent of Japan of the country. Of the country, that's it, crazy. It, it rated higher globally than any world single World Series game in the history of baseball. That's Jeez. nuts. That's completely nuts. 
And the ratings kept on going. For the PRDR game, they said 61 point something percent of Puerto Rico TVs were watching that game. And I'm just going to say. That's wild. Public service announcement, it probably would have been higher if Puerto Rico got the support that it needed after all the hurricanes. Because there are people who still don't have power in Puerto Rico or have inconsistent power. So, hey, folks, little plug, maybe help an island that's a commonwealth of the United States out, just saying. Absolutely. Then it might have gotten to 80. It may have gotten to 80. Who knows? Because that is definitely the national sport of Puerto Rico with that in boxing. Yeah. And... It, it, it would have, I mean, just the ratings numbers that Kemp Hope again were crazy. And I'm the number for the, the championship game for us and, and, uh, and Japan was something around high nineties percent of, of like Japan was watching that. And the U S ratings were actually really good too. You know, in spite of it being on FS one, I guarantee you the next time around, yeah, Fox is going to end up pushing some of their prime time. Like, all right, we need to, with this, I don't care what channel it's on, and I think a lot of people who cut the cord could give a shit less because you just go into the Fox Sports app anyway, so mm-hmm. who cares? But yeah, I have a feeling the next time around, the hype is going to be like double, triple what it was this time. Yeah, I mean, think about it. If you, um, so obviously, if you're American, you get to see, you know, like a lot of your favorite American players, whether they're on the Yankees or another team, blah blah blah. So I'm just going to use myself as an example. I'm Puerto Rican American. And there's not that many Puerto Ricans on the Yankees, right? So uh, when you when you get actually, I think there's only half of one, John Carlos Stanton, and he's actually only a quarter. I can't think of there are there are Venezuelans, there are you know like other, uh, there's Cubans, but the, I think he's the only one who identifies as part Puerto Rican currently. So I don't personally have many Puerto Ricans on the team to be like, yeah, I'm a cousin, you know. So when I get to see a whole bunch of Puerto Rican players that I know from being on all the, you know, all the major league teams, and then some people that I don't know, right, um, play, that is so inspiring. Like, I can't imagine what my nephews and my nieces who play baseball and softball think when they get to see that. They get to see people that represent half of who they are. I think that's really special to see. You know, not, I don't know how many Japanese Americans get to see Japanese players that aren't in major leagues unless they've you know heard of them from their parents or their grandparents from having lived in japan before they came to america but like if you're japanese american born here i don't know how many japanese players you get to see that aren't in the american league i mean in the major leagues so to see a whole team worth of them not just shohei otani who's amazing um that's just that's just so inspiring um the italian team like who knew by the way, I love. I watched some of it. I did watch some of the Italian games. I'm not I gonna love lie. That I they had a cappuccino machine in their dugout. That was awesome. <laughs> it was absolutely awesome. Absolutely awesome. And if Farachi's still watching, yeah, my I'm sure he knows. Mike Piazza was the manager, yeah. actually, of the Italian team. So that's another thing. I'm like, hey, Italy has a team in there. That's cool. They advanced. They actually made it to the next round. Yeah. Granted, they were gonna get their asses handed to them by Japan, but hey, <laughs> yeah. whatever. You got there, so that was cool. Um, there's no Chilean team, so I don't even there's there's just soccer, I think. I don't know, I it doesn't matter, but um, yeah, I, overall, I, I just think the tournament was a huge success, and I I don't know, there's still like US fans who are still like hating on it because they're just like, oh, I don't care, uh, I just care about my major league baseball team. Listen, it's baseball, it's meaningful it's baseball, baseball in March. 
if you like baseball, you'll watch it any time of year. Yes. You'll, you'll, you know, like I watch the Little League World Series. I watch college softball games when they're on TV. Like, I just want to like, I just want that fix of my favorite sport. So yeah. if that's if that's your favorite sport, you're going to want to watch it any time of year. Agreed. And that's the perfect time where it's kind of like, listen, as much as I'm, I got my Rangers about to start like the playoffs soon and, you know, basketball and football wrapped up too. Like baseball, you know, it's coming. You're jonesing for it to come. Like, and then you mm -hmm. get this awesome tournament it gives you instant playoff atmosphere, like international competition. Why not just go ahead and enjoy it? I mean, I don't mm -hmm. see, you know, what the drawback is. Yes. Besides the injuries, we get that, but it is what it is. They you know, and, and it's not like Edwin Diaz was doing anything wrong. He was he, lightly, he, was he was lightly jumping. Down. Yeah, he was doing like a cartwheel or something like that or a split. He and, didn't do a backflip, nothing. No, none of that. So he was celebrating a major win. Yes, it was a big deal. Ago, and it was a very fluke. That's a very fluke injury. Yeah. And if it would happen to be, you know, I don't know, Clay Holmes or something like that, or you know, somebody like I would have been upset and disappointed that the, the guy got hurt for my team, but I'm not going to like curse the tournament because of it. I mean, listen, it just stuff happens. What are you going to do? Yeah. So can't wait for 2026 though. Let's get here. Let's do do this again. And you know, we'll see what, what tweaks that they have. Uh, yeah. But one thing they did in the 2023 world baseball classic is they played under the former MLB rules even though Major League Baseball was pushing to try to get some of these, the new rules in, installed, but the international committee wasn't really having it. I'm sure they're going to revisit that the next time around. And I guess that's a good segue for our, our next segment is so yes, if you're watching, if you're checking this out, I'm pretty sure you're pretty, somewhat familiar with the 2023 new rules coming to Major League Baseball. The goal being to pick up the pace of play. I personally was not complaining about three hour and change games, but you can give me the same baseball in two and a half hours. I'm not losing any baseball. I'm not going to complain about that either. So yeah, there are times I don't mind seeing it picked up. Um, so the biggest rules that are out there is that we're going to have a pitch clock. Now we're going to have bigger bases, which honestly from the eye, you're not even going to notice like, whatever. Uh, I know there's the jokes about the pizza boxes and stuff like that. It's three inches on each side. So mm -hmm. the goal is supposedly for safety and to entice people to steal bases more, to get more action into the game, more running into the game. I'm good with it. They didn't expand home plate. That would have been a huge problem if that was the case, is that mm -hmm. you get a bigger strike zone. And yeah, yeah. No, that, that would have been really dumb. No, that would have been a whole thing. But as far as the bases go, I guess the larger bases, those bang-bang plays that we get, Gonna be a bit tougher now. You gotta get rid of that ball a little bit faster because you know there's a consistency. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you can't do that. So I'm cool with it. Like the bigger bases, Lisa. What are your thoughts on them? I mean, have you got to see any? You got to see it in action at, at all, or or not? Um, I haven't seen it in action yet, but no, I'm not mad at that. I mean, even when we play softball, first base has that like extra base on it to like prevent injuries and whatnot and i'm all for that when we don't have that extra base and it's like that little bootleg of uh, flat one yeah like, it always base. feels a little more dangerous <laughs> it's true and honestly as a first baseman you don't want to get spiked i mean if someone's running right. down it happens so right. i think major league baseball should have went with the runners back screw it yeah yeah 
I'm not mad at it at all. Um, I, I think that there have been too many like really weird injuries um, with the base running. And I, and I do want to see more stealing. I mean, I remember, I think it was my first season with you. We were talking about like, nobody steals, nobody does anything. And then last year we got excited because there were some more youth on the team and they were stealing more bases. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to see, you know, like, um, all the, all the players, not just like, you know, the young, the young stud fast guys running and stealing. Like, I don't know. I think it opens it up more. I, I think it makes it more possible for that. And I, I think it's also, um, you know, one of the other things is the pitcher can't throw it first more than three times yeah, per yeah. batter or something like that. Like that one is way needed because somebody will throw it first six, seven times a batter. And, and that's when the game gets prolonged and it's obnoxious. Yeah, the throwing over. And there's pretty much you there's so there are like little things that are in this that are there. So the, the pitch clock there. So I was going to go ahead and actually bring this just up over here so we can take a look at it mm-hmm. together. Let's get rid of that. Ooh, quick that banner yep. Yeah, there you go. So in an effort to pick up a uh, pace of play, there will be a 30 second timer between batters uh, between pitchers. There will be a 15 second uh, timer with the bases empty and a 20 second timer with runners on base. Uh, at last check, a pitcher, a uh, pitch timer had reduced an average game of because uh, well, they did test this in, in minor league baseball about 26 minutes. That's, that's significant. a lot to shave off. Yeah, yeah that's significant. Uh, this rule, which includes limits on throws over to first, which Lisa had mentioned, uh, has also uh, increased stolen base attempts because if you don't have any more throws over to first, guess what? You might as well take off and, and get going. So mm-hmm. it does going to pick up the run game. Um, the rule is also placed in the minors. Steal attempts per game rate increased by 2.23 in 2019 at a success rate of 68%. So, and then in 2022 was a 77% success rate. So, for the analytics nerds to this, hey, I guess it qualifies, right? Like, it, it means you should do it because they usually say over 75%. If it's lower than that, then you shouldn't do it. So, apparently, it just, it just makes it. Um, the pitcher must be begin his motion to deliver the pitch before the expiration of the pitch timer. Pitchers who violate the timer are charged with an automatic ball. Pitchers mm. who violate the pitch timer are charged with an automatic strike. So if you're, this is honestly, from what I've seen, and I'm not going to say I've watched like a ton of, of uh, spring training baseball because I usually don't, but I wanted to check it out to see what was going on here. And the batters are the ones who are getting rushed, not really the pitchers. They're right. the ones well, who've got to get together. Right. I mean, if you think about let, let's go back to Derek Jeter, right? Mm-hmm. What did he do after every pitch? Yep. That's done after now. Every, even Aaron Judge like would would take like a little walk. And um, so I think like that little nuance of delaying the game on purpose to get the pitcher out of his rhythm, I get why they're doing it, but that would really throw the game and make it a lot longer. So here's my question though. <clears throat> Nestor Cortez's windup sometimes could be a good five, six seconds long. <laughs> Does that count as part of the time? So that was – did you see the thing from yesterday? I from did. The, I okay. did. When he got, when he got a fast pitch warned and then the next pitch he he was like – Oh, yeah. He, see, he did his whole thing. No, he can I still do him. it. I love yeah. you, Nestor Cortez Jr. You're still my favorite player. <laughs> Because remember the first part of this in his bullet point, the pitcher must begin his motion to deliver the pitch before. The, so that is him beginning his motion. 
So it's not going to mess them up then. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, which I love. I, I do want to see Nestor still do his thing. That dude's a character. He really is. Like, I, it's it's hard not to love him. Um, it really is hard not to love him. <laughs> but that's the, I'm, I'm glad that wasn't taken out of it. Um, yeah. So it also says, so um, with runners on base, the timer resets if the pitcher attempts a pickoff or steps off the rubber. Pitchers are limited to two disengagements, mm -hmm. meaning pickoff attempts or step-offs per plate appearance. However, this limit is reset if a runner uh, advances during a plate appearance. So if the guy goes from first to steal second, he gets to go ahead and, and gets his two disengagements back, and he can go ahead and, and reset with that. So uh, if a pick, if a third pickoff attempt is made, the runner automatically advances one base if the pickoff attempt is not successful. So there's going to be a strategy and a lot of gamesmanship that's going to go on with this stuff. So I'm very mm -hmm. interested to see that. Uh, mound visits, injury timeouts, and offensive team timeouts do not count as disengagement. So that's something to, uh, you know, to be aware of. Uh, if a team has used up all five of its allotted mound visits prior to the ninth inning, the team will receive an additional mound visit in the ninth inning. This is effectively serves as an additional disengagement. So then umpires may provide extra time if warranted by special circumstances. So if, as example, a catcher were to be thrown out on the, uh, yeah, a catcher were to be thrown out on the basis to end the half inning, he needs additional time to put his catching equipment on. So that obviously makes sense for okay. that to Yeah, happen. that does make sense. Yeah, you got to allow that to happen. I mean, at least that's it's kind of like a thing. So, um, all right. And I think that's probably the most nuanced one that's in there. And is the defensive shifts one is kind of straightforward. Pretty much four infielders must be within the outer boundary of the infield when a pitcher is on the rubber. Infielders may not switch sides. In other words, the team cannot reposition its best defender on the side of the infield. The batter is more likely to hit the ball. If the infielders are not aligned properly at the time of the pitch, the offense can choose an automatic ball or the result of the play. So if they swing and they get the hit or whatever, you know, they can take the, they can take the hit if they want to. Uh, this rule does not preclude a team from positioning an outfielder in the infield or in the shallow outfield grass in certain situations, but it does prohibit four outfielder alignments. So that actually ties in to our old buddy, Joey Gallo, actually, because in spring training, they did show that I think I'm pretty sure it was the Red Sox that went with two outfielders mm. that were going ahead. They went with center field and right field, and they brought their other guy into the short grass. Again, just daring him, just daring him to do it again. And just would not. So I was, I, I was, I was at first, I remember a while ago, I was one who was like, Oh, learn to hit the other way. You shouldn't ban the shift and make it easier. All, all, Sports have a lot. They made adjustments to defense over time. Basketball has a legal defense. Football has their de specific defensive alignments now. You know, hockey had to institute offsides eventually. So, you know, it, this is just baseball's time, in, in my opinion. So we have a huge Yankee fan that I know that just uh, left us a comment. This is my friend Kelvin. It's his first time viewing, and he says the show is awesome. Thanks, Kelvin. Welcome, Kelvin. Thank you so much for checking us out tonight. Um, yeah. So that that's that. Those are kind of the rules that are you know they're going to be the most noticeable ones. There uh, is there any that you're against or you know or anything like that? I mean, 
No, you know that I was getting really tired of the shifts. Like they were, they were just getting extreme. I'm very happy that they're getting rid of that. I, I like you're in Major League Baseball. Like I need there to be. I want action. I yep. don't want an all defensive game. I want. I, I like. I want to see. I want to see hitters hit. I do want to see outfielders make incredible plays. You know, I don't want anybody to get hurt uh, too badly, but like, I, I, I want to see some excitement. I don't want it to be guy hits the ball, guy catches the ball, guy hits the ball, guy catches the ball. That's just boring. Um, so this is a way I think for things to, to, for the action to increase, um, you see more of the really, you know, athletic guys doing their things. I think it's going to be great. I have no problem with any of these. I think the pitch timer was definitely necessary. I'm glad that batters will also, you know, um, get a consequence from it because one of the rules of the pitch timer was if the batter is the one that delays it, they get a strike. Mm -hmm. I think that's great too, because there were a lot of batters that, that very much delayed their time in the batter's box. So I like it. And unlike Ed, I hate three hour games. Uh, th more than three hour games, I shall say. Um, by the seventh inning of a very long game, like I'm dying to go home. It's not that I don't love it. It's just that I live very far from Yankee Stadium. <laughs> and I, and I, uh, I mostly travel by train to get there. And, you know, where I live, I want to get home a little bit earlier. I don't want to get home at like 12 o'clock at night. Never know how the trains are going to run in my area of Brooklyn. So sometimes I'll be looking at the clock like, Ed, I'm going to go. And Ed is happy to stay at a game through hour long, hours long rain delays. I don't like I do it. Not. <laughs> Let me be crystal clear. I do not like it. It's aggravating to me, but yes, I will do it. I will find you know, It's aggravating because it's prolonging the game from starting or finishing for you. That's why you're aggravated by oh, it. Oh, of course I am. That, that's what it's about. <laughs> let's get the damn game gone and let's go. So. Yeah, no, I, I've sat through some epic rain delays and yes, you have. I'm going to be honest. Some of them have been, you find some, you see some funny shit and in, in some rain delays. I, I'm I will sure say you that. Do. I'm sure yeah. you do. One, one specifically, it was a 4th of July Yankees Red Sox old stadium. Mm -hmm. There was that guy who used to, uh, he was like the Sandman for, um, you know, for uh, Mariano Rivera. He would be a guy they would always show him on a screen playing the guitar, air guitar, and everything. Mm -hmm. He totally wiped out and fell. He like boom, 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 and he was happy. You know, he, he turned out to be obviously. We were like, "Oh shit, are you okay? Oh, you good?" Ah, just like it was. It was actually pretty funny. But. I mean, every now and then, like I like the rain delays where you see players slip and sliding on the tarp or, or yeah. you know, just like interacting with the crowd. That kind of stuff is fun. But you, you also know this. Uh, some of the folks watching might not. I'm terrified of thunder, right? So if it's thundering, I'm like, I'm out. Ed, bye, bye. Huh? <laughs> I can't do it. Bye. <laughs> um. One rule change, one thing that's not a rule change, but one last thing I want to address before we move on mm -hmm. is they are keeping the Manfred man, which drives me nuts. Oh, I'm the ghost player? The ghost yeah. runner? Yes, I the know. ghost runner, <laughs> yeah. the Manfred man, the whatever you want. Like, it has many names, but Manfred man's my personal favorite. Completely drives me crazy. And I'm not saying that in 18, 19, 20 inning marathon – is necessary because it's not, but it doesn't happen that often. Personally, I would have instituted this on like the 12th inning. I would have given it a little bit of time mm. before you start getting to something so extreme. And it, to me, it's almost like what hockey does. When hockey goes to overtime, they go to a five-minute three-on-three 
which is crazy. And I did, didn't know if I was going to like it at first, and I eventually did. It's very nerve-wracking. Then they go to a shootout, which is the extreme thing, which is kind of what I see this as. Ooh, what if? A home run derby? Is that what you're, is no, that what you're going to <laughs> No, no. What if every inning after the ninth inning or whatever, 12th inning of a tie, you remove one player? Oh my god! Like a power play? <laughs> that might make the game go on forever. Well, no, some of them won't go and hit it where nobody is. So you never this know. This is true. This yeah. is true. But that would be kind of cool if it ended up being like just the pitcher and the catcher. <laughs> Lisa, I, I, it would be total insanity. But I've been advocating for the idea of the power play in other sports forever. Like it would be hilarious to see like basketball five on four for like two minutes baseball yeah. is like oh you only have eight defenders for like the next batter or something like that yeah it would cause lunacy it would cause lunacy like john carl stanton gets up and there's only seven players in the field yes it would it, it would be funny game's I would over game. <laughs> game's just <Yeah>. over <laughs> yeah if you really want to end the game that that's the kind of penalties you, you would see thrown <laughs> into there uh but whatever it's not going anywhere I'll I'll get over it eventually. It's just that when that ninth inning ends, I'm like, oh god, not not this, please not this. <laughs> it's, it's so it's so annoying, and I get it's international rules, and that's where this is coming from. But there could be worse things. Um, so we can also go ahead and get into the Bronx Bombers off season, which was crazy to start off with, but wasn't like. Bananas where they had an entire roster change. So the night the whole Arson Judge was born, where John Heyman incorrectly tweeted Arson Judge to San Francisco Giants, and I think every Yankee fan, pretty much your heart went through your throat. And it was just like, wait a second, we just lost Aaron Judge. And then he had to retract that. Was a wild night. It was actually... It was actually uh, Jerry's – we were celebrating uh, Jerry's father, Jerry, who, who some of you may have seen on this show. He does mm-hmm. fill in for Lisa and did fill in for Tim at times. These are like some guy, apparently. Um, he, we were celebrating – Alfred- Shout out to Jerry and Maggie on baby number two. Absolutely shout out to Jerry and Maggie on baby number two. So, um, yeah, it's Oliver Jordan. Oliver Jordan, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. I threw OJ out there. Jerry didn't like it. I was like, all right, <laughs> we'll try again. Um, so that night was wild. And then a couple hours later, it was announced the nine-year, $360 million uh, re-signing of Aaron Judge. Apparently, Hal had to get involved and pretty much talked to him from Italy and got this whole thing going. And Judge turned down a larger deal from the San Diego Padres, which is supposed to be over. It was like 12 years, 400 million. So nice to see. He did say he said he wanted to remain a Yankee and but wanted to get paid for it. And I understand that. I, I get it. But he was also named team captain, which we discussed last season. Mm-hmm. We knew that was going to be a thing and needed to happen once he was resigned. So now that's all like officially official. So that's great to see. Mm-hmm. Um, did you were you uh, preview to this whole arson judge fiasco and stuff that was going oh, on? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. RotoWare, of course, jumped on it and made the arson judge t shirt, which I had to restrain myself from getting because it's so ridiculous. But it's <laughs> like, no, um, speaking of which, shout out to RotoWare because I do get my baseball is the best shirt 
from them? From Listen, Rotaware, if you ever want to sponsor our show, we would love that because we are both fans of your product. So yes, they they do kick ass with this, and this shirt specifically, the proceeds go to uh, fighting ALS. So that also was a selling point for me to, to get the T-shirt. Um, but yeah, the arson judge fiasco was just that was crazy, and then obviously for months people were ripping on John Heyman. Anytime he reported anything, it was like, are you sure? You sure about that this time? I don't know, buddy. Um, Lisa, what were your feelings about, you know, I'm, I'm obviously besides being ecstatic that Judge was staying. Um, were you nervous at all, like, leading up to this? Like, you know, was it, was, it, was there a possibility? You know, I had, I had a few friends, and even my mom and I had a conversation about it. My mom was like, he might go there, though. He's from California. And I'm like, no, mom, he's already said many times that he wants to be a Yankee for life. They have the judges chambers, which they put up like way too early. They invested yes. in him. They invested in him from, from jump. So mm -hmm. I, I was pretty confident that he was going to stay a Yankee. Um, I am so proud of him for betting on himself. I don't think, <clears throat> I don't think enough people do that. I think, you know, a lot of people kind of like hedge their bets, even if they know that they're very talented at something. Uh, so I think like that alone is inspirational. So just, you know, just tell people, believe in yourself, believe in your capabilities. And he did that and he'll continue to do that. And him becoming the captain was absolutely a no brainer. The way he carries himself, the way he supports all the other players on the team. He was the, he was the unofficial captain anyway. Um, <clears throat> I like how, I like how he carries himself. I like how he represents his team. He gives me very uh, Derek Jeter, Derek Jeter with more approachability vibes, and a and and a bet a clearer sense of humor now while he's playing than Derek Jeter had, right? So, and I'm not Derek Jeter is one of my favorites of all time. I'm not trying to shade him, but we we're, we're just now seeing like his full uh, sense of humor after the fact. Well, so, yeah, like we talked about it too. With, he was just a very yeah. guarded individual, and he gave his reasons why in the captain. He, and he and uh, I agree with him. He absolutely needed to do it, and it was a different era as well. Aaron Judge, it's a lot easier to be approachable with social media as well, um, and he chooses to be rel uh, not like over the top, but relevant in social media. So that's great. Um, but even with like the commercials, like his commercial with Ar uh, Anthony Rizzo right now, the the little thing about he's eating Captain Crunch. Like, yeah. I was like, really with the Captain Crunch? That's cute. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and and also not to be lost in the shuffle, but yes, the Yankees re-signed Anthony Rizzo to a two-year mm -hmm. deal. Which I know you so, were thrilled with. I was, and it was, but when that happened, that gave me even more confidence that Judge was staying because apparently these two have become like BFFs. Well, if it wasn't for Anthony Rizzo's dog, Kevin, who passed away, RIP Kevin. Yeah. If it weren't for Kevin... And and his buddy Aaron Judge's dog, I can't remember their his dog's name, being best buddies, he might not have resigned. <laughs> yeah, and it's listen, Rizzo Rizzo came through again for for the Yanks for another another big thing. But I mean, we talked discussed that we felt very confident Judge wasn't going anywhere. But hey, never truly know until it's done. But right. the Rizzo resigning pretty quickly was like, yeah, this is this is in the bag. Good. Let's go. Yeah. yeah, like this looks really, really good. Um, so, and the dog story was pretty awesome. Of course, yeah. right away jumped on that. Had to restrain again, but yes, that was that was there. <laughs> um, and Yanks though made another huge acquisition. 
by signing Carlos Rodon, who was not on my radar, I can say, going into the offseason to a six-year, $162 million deal. Fortunately, he's going to start the season on the IL. Mm-hmm. Something he said he could have pitched through if it was later in the season, but they want to play cautious, being that it's April. I get it. Just where the injury is, a little concerning. Just hopefully it's not a precursor to something much more serious. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jamison Tyone ended up going to – he's no mm-hmm. longer – I know, I like Jamo also. We were fans of his. No, we were. We love Jamo. Um, but he went ahead and moved on to the Chicago Cubs. So there was that. Um, and, I mean, that was kind of most of the offseason. There really wasn't that much. I mean, I was hoping we were going to get a Brian Reynolds trade to, for left field, and it looked like it was gaining momentum, but just never happened. Well, so, we, did get, we did get Frenchie Cordero today on a one-year deal. So yay. I think that's a huge thing, but that was the, the next edition. Yeah, that was, that was announced earlier today, which, you know. Uh, I'm not going to do cartwheels about it, but they did need <laughs> outfield depth because of yes. some of the things we're going to get into very shortly. Um, so Yankees went to, uh, Yankees opening their roster, not officially officially announced. That'll be done tomorrow morning, mm-hmm. uh, but we're not going to be able to do a show tomorrow morning. So we went ahead and there's a projected roster, which Lisa and I were, were talking earlier about this. I was Marvel and Mando. I'm guessing they Manji might be coming home now. So that's what's <laughs> going on there. I think they're going to lose their stuff. Um, so a lot of it is, is kind of representative. This is the projected roster that we're going to have. Um, again, a lot of familiar faces, catchers, Jose Trevino and uh, Kyle Higashioka, who was also on team USA as well, even though he only played a couple of innings, but cool mm. that he was there. Uh, our six infielders, Anthony Rizzo, DJ LeMahieu, Labor Torres, <clears throat> Josh Donaldson, um, <laughs> Isaiah Kainafalefa. Oh, by the way, time out. Did you see, um, I don't know if it was the John Boy guys or somebody else talking to Aaron Boone, and he said Donaldson's going to have an amazing year. I was like, really? Of all your players? You know what? I'm just glad he didn't say Hicks. We'll get to him in a minute. Uh-huh. Um Yes, unfortunately, I did. I think I did put someone on our Facebook page. Like, listen, there is something about having your players' backs. Uh, listen, as the manager, that's Aaron. Listen, say what you will about Aaron Boone. Strategically, he is a players' manager. Yeah, strategically in games, he's probably not going to win you any games, to be honest. But he's there to pretty much make sure that the players are at ease and deal with the media, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There's having your players back, and then there's this. Mm-hmm. Like there are two comments he made somewhat recently about two of the infielders that we just mentioned before we get to the last infield spot. Um, Josh Donaldson is going to have an amazing year. Listen, I hope he's right. I would love no, to I be dead so wrong. I, I would be ecstatic. I will eat all the crow if this is what happens. I just don't see it. He's, he ain't getting any younger. The bat looks slower. I know he has tweaked his mechanics in spring training. So that could help, but I, I just want him out of here. I, I, just, I can't wait until he is He's eating up $25 million of the payroll. We're not getting that production. So, mm-hmm. and, and we went over the stuff last year. We went over it. The Tim Anderson fiasco, the pimping fly balls fiascos, unfortunately plural. Like, 
it, he was awful in the playoffs. I, I'm just over him. I'm completely done with him. And it just it can't it can't happen soon enough where he's gone. I mean, whatever. But having said that, I would love to be dead wrong. Yeah, I'd love to see him go out and hit 25, 30 homers, play great. He, he's still got it on defense. I'll give him that. He's, he's still good defensively. Mm-hmm. I just have trouble seeing the bat turning around. And he said Anthony – he was going on about – sorry, Isaiah Kainafalefa and all these defensive metrics that they have. Stop. Stop. Stop with this. He's a good utility player to have, to come off the bench and play occasionally. That's the role he should have always had. I understand why he was here last year. He was a stopgap until one of our two prospects were ready, and that mm-hmm. was Oswald Peraza or Anthony Volpe. And Anthony Volpe – Thankfully, was named as our our sixth infielder and will be our starting shortstop tomorrow. And boy, was that exciting! Seeing all the videos they released of him with his family getting the news, the whole thing with him and Cashman telling him so and having sweet. a little fun—that was great. Um, do you want me to share some Anthony Volpe news now, or wait? Go hit it. Let's go. This is where we're at. Let's do it. All right, so I'm sure uh, folks have already heard some of this, but he is native to the area. He was born in Manhattan, and he lives in, I hope I'm saying this right, Wachung, New New Jersey. Uh, His walk-up song is the song that we played earlier, which is the motto by Tiesto and Ava Marie. Uh, He's 21 years old. He's so young. He's such a baby. His favorite TV show is Game of Thrones. Um, his favorite person to follow on social media, I have a problem with it's Tom Brady, but you know, that's just my own personal feelings as a Jets fan. So whatever, uh, his favorite musical artist is Zach Bryant. I don't know what that is. I'm assuming he's country, but I'm not sure. Um, his favorite athlete, as we all know, is Derek Jeter. Mm-hmm. And uh, the sweetest thing that I heard today. So I, I didn't know if he was going to wear number 77 because seven was his number. Uh, or not, but I saw on Twitter today, as per Jack Curry, that he's going to wear number 11. And he was decent enough and respectful enough to call one of my beloved, he's still a Yankee, <laughs> even though he's still wearing his uniform somewhere. Absolutely. Uh, he called Brett Gardner and asked his permission, and Brett Gardner gave him his blessing and wished him the best of luck. Which, like, st- like I-, I always thought Brett Gardner was just a stand-up guy, uh, and this just shows it, too. So I think it's sweet that he's going to wear number 11 and that Brett Gardner was totally cool with that. That was really cool. And I'm glad with the number. It was a number I know that was going to the, – the guesses were 11-14 was another one because, I mean, the Yanks don't have too many low numbers left anymore. Yeah. Um, or if he would have went with 77, I thought it would have been a little odd, but like I would have gotten used to it just because he's not exactly the biggest stature guy that you kind of feel like. Judge wearing 99, you kind of need, you got to be over six feet, something to wear a, a big number like that. It would be like a little bit, like you would, you would see a little bit of it over here. <laughs> yeah, like it just would have looked a little odd, but like whatever. I would have rolled with it because apparently he wore number seven because his grandfather was a huge Mickey Mantle fan. My yeah. father's a huge Mantle fan. I wore seven in Little League originally because of that. So, yeah. I would have loved 77 because that's the year I was born. So that would have been go. very special for me. Yeah. So, but I think 11's a it's a great pick, and as you know, if you're a Yankees fan who has got the details together, you can roll out that old Brett Gardner jersey. Yeah, that's one awesome thing about our jerseys is that you can recycle them 
whatever the heck because you want. Because they don't have names on the back. Exactly, because we don't <laughs> do that shit. That's why. Uh, the only one I would need to. Exactly. Like, yeah, that's what my, my, I remember as a kid, I asked my father about it. I'm like, why? He was like, oh, well, because we know who we, we all know who we are. I'm like, okay, fair enough. Whatever. Um, the blue, the blue batting practice, whatever. We can, I'll let that go at times because I know there was a period in the 90s where they only sold it like that. So, and the t shirts obviously don't matter because the t shirts aren't what the players are wearing on the field. So, that doesn't count either. So, just pinstripe or gray, no names. So, if you got that 11, you can bust it, bust it out again. I've done it with 25 a bunch of times now. I got it for Giambi, I had Mark Teixeira. Uh, you know, Glaber Torres currently, so there is that. Um, that's pretty cool. Super excited to see Volpe. You know, the Yanks passed on a lot of big money free agent shortstops the last couple of seasons, waiting for this kid to arrive, and he has arrived. So I can't wait for that. I'm sure that ovation tomorrow is going to be thunderous. It's going to be And I crazy. can't imagine how he's going to feel. I mean, this is everything he's dreamed of, like – you know, I remember uh, Derek Jeter talking about his first few games and how he totally whiffed it a few times uh, playing shortstop. So, I mean, that and that that position in particular, you know, do you remember when Dee started playing? Yep. Like it, or or when um, uh, when first base after Mattingly, like oh, I was gonna get, I was gonna that's who I was gonna go to, Tino Martinez. Yeah, like so, some some, and then after Tino, like it was hard for Mark to, you know, like all these players leave their marks and then it's it's so hard to to fill that spot um and shortstop was iconic for for both of our like growing up years yeah so, pretty much um I, I i wish him the best and i know that tomorrow he's probably you know we may not see it physically but his, his heart's going to be racing like crazy especially as somebody who grew up going to the games all the time and there's a lot of pictures. I know, um, yeah. you know, Talking Yanks has done a great job with, like, posting a bunch of, like, super young Anthony Volpe Yankees pictures. Yes. So that was cool to see. And listen, it's a dream come true for the kid. And I'll be supporting him 100%. Can't wait for that. It's going to be a real special moment tomorrow at the stadium when, it, when that arrives. And also, from an on-field perspective, too, is he's going to add an element to the lineup that they've needed. They've needed someone athletic. They've needed someone at shortstop yeah. uh, who can steal bases, give you know power hit for average and all of that. I'm assuming he's going to bat in the bottom of the order because I know there's been talk about him batting ninth just so he eases his way into it. Sure. But by over the course of the season, I can totally see him projecting as a leadoff hitter at a one-two punch with Volpe and Judge at the one and two spots would be pretty, pretty awesome. So, yeah. That's what I'm going to guess is that's where he ends up once he gets his feet wet. And it's a smart thing to do because there's going to be a lot of pressure on this kid for all the reasons that we just mentioned. Lifelong Yankees fan, the whole fan base knowing that they passed on all these guys over the last couple of years for him. And this, the Derek Jeter comparisons are going to be inevitable. So yeah, not even like Didi. We're already past that. We're just going to Derek Jeter comparisons now. And just be patient. Give the kids support. You know, give him not that we're known yeah. for patience in the Bronx, but well, look, give him a little bit of time. Yeah, yeah. The first few months in a new job, or you know, like the first month in a new job is always awkward, and you have to get a feel for it. So, give him at least that first month. I'm gonna give him like three months because it's an adjustment. <laughs> no, it's an adjustment though. It is, and especially as a Yankee, 
Yeah. Yankees are the most iconic baseball team, probably one of the most iconic teams in all sports, period. Like, mm-hmm. and, and, and New York is just a, a really hard place to live in in general as a regular human being, let alone a superstar that lives in New York. So no. there's going to be a lot of things, you know, hopefully his family um, keeps him very grounded. You know, his family is very close. There is not like they're on the other side of the, the country. So they can keep him grounded. They can keep him level-headed about the newfound stardom. He's very young. And I, I know that he has a lot of role models. He talked about being able to speak with really Willie Randolph a lot. And that he looks at him like an older brother, which by the way, that says a lot about like how young Willie Randolph looks. Cause Willie Randolph could probably be his dad, maybe his grandfather, not throwing shade. Um, you probably know? his grandfather. Probably his grandfather. Like, <laughs> he could be his grandfather, but he looks old enough to be his big brother. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, um, but he, I mean, he has him. He has Derek. I know Derek Jeter shouted him out on social media and wished him luck. I, I mean, he's got tons of uh, really classy um, former players to look up to and still be able to be in touch with. And then he's got great leaders like Aaron Judge that are going to support him as well on the team. So he's in good hands. And, you know, I just hope that he um, stays humble, stays hungry, and shows us what he can do. Yeah, it's – can't wait. Can't, cannot wait. Because I'll admit, I mean, I wasn't like, you know, over the, you know, the moon with the offseason. But, like, this has definitely been a big injection for the fan base to to get mm-hmm. this. Um, fortunately, you know, Oswald Peraza did not make the roster, but that was the competition. It was an open competition between the two. Peraza, hopefully he goes down to AAA and crushes it and earns his way back up, you know, yeah. the next time a spot opens up. But the Yankees just have a overabundance of infielders at the time. So, mm-hmm. Just glad to see they gave him a shot. Um, as far as outfield goes, obviously Aaron Judge, uh, Oswaldo Cabrera. Glad to see him back in there. Can't wait to see what he can do over the course of a full season. So he did bring the excitement and the energy last year. So. Do you remember that game? Oh yeah, with the whole like look like the ball is over the wall. We were like, like, no, ah! like, and then he did that flex, and we uh, out. <laughs> loved it, man. I love this kid's energy. Me He's too. another one. So. Yanks, again, they did need that youthful exuberance, and you're going to get Cabrera there all season long along with Volpe. So that's cool to see. Uh, obviously, Giancarlo Stanton, the idea is for him to play more in the outfield uh, this season. Maybe in alignments they had. They did have Judge in left field in spring training a couple of they times. Did. Obviously, did. he did it flawlessly, and that's what it is. So maybe you'll see some of that. Judge will probably be bouncing around from all three outfield positions. I mean, who the heck knows? Uh, and then the final outfielder. Oh, no. well, as Aaron Hicks, he's under contract and had a pretty rough spring training again. More dropped balls in the outfield and the such. I wouldn't start him tomorrow. I would. I mean, I just think you're asking for it. He might. He he's gonna get booed if he's in the starting lineup. He's gonna get booed tomorrow. I have no doubt about this. Yes. If it, he's in the starting lineup and he drops a ball or he strikes out more than once, like, yeah, Aaron Boone's going to have to pull him again like he did in that other game. Yeah. I would go with Cabrera, Judge, and, and Stanton in the outfield. That well, would you, be know, my I, you know I always want Stanton to start, so. Yeah. Um, so. By the way, can I just say that I hate that Yankees opening day is always like a one o'clock game? Some people have to work. 
I have to work tomorrow. It's a national holiday. I have to work tomorrow because next, starting next week, I will be out of work for a long time. <laughs> so I'm very upset that tomorrow is a one o'clock game. Uh, the only saving grace is that, um, no, at one o'clock I have a meeting. I was going to say, I have to travel from one place to the other, but my meeting starts when the game starts. So I can't even listen. I'm, I'm obviously going to tape it and watch it, but it's just disappointing. Some of us have to work and cannot listen to the radio. And even if we did, John Sterling has very long pauses. I, which I'm curious to see with them, by the way, with the pitch clock and the faster pace of game. Listening to those two is going to be interesting this year. Yep. Uh, by the way, I love the fact that you said tape the game. Oh, DVR. No, no. I think you should stick with it. Just go and tape the game. Because I even know people use tape all the time. Am I sure? I, I think it's great. <laughs> no, I think it's great. I think it's outstanding. I said it for a while, so I had to like correct myself with it, but. Um, I'm recording the game. How about that? That, that, that <laughs> I'm never gonna stop saying tape. <laughs> no, go with it. I don't. Care. <laughs> I think it's awesome. Um, you know, we our rotation got Garrett Cole going tomorrow. That's a given. Thankfully, Nesta Cortez, who unfortunately had to back out of uh, Team USA, because he was supposed to pitch for Team USA in the World Baseball Classic, uh, but he had a little hamstring issue. But it seems like he's gonna be good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, Domingo Herman, you got Clark Schmidt, who will be going on Saturday. Um, and then our relievers are going to be Clay Holmes, uh, Johnny Lasagna, Magic Wandy, uh, Ron Marinaccio. Love to see Michael King back. Really excited to see what he can do this season because he was electric last season. So that should be awesome to see. Uh, Albert Abreu, not the biggest fan, but whatever. Uh, Jimmy Cordero is another. And the guys we got starting on the IL. As I'm going to go through it? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so as unfortunately before, a long list. <laughs> it, it is a, a little bit of a long list. Yeah. So as you mentioned before, Carlos Rodon, uh, he has a left elbow strain, and his uh, estimated return is mid to late April. Then we have our buddy Harrison Bader, who has the best energy on the team. Another one with wait. the energy. Yeah, I can't wait for his energy to be back, and I want I need him to be mic'd up at least one game a week. I just need that. <laughs> I love when they have a player mic'd up. It's so fun. Uh, he had a left oblique strain. He should be back the week of April 20th. Tommy Canley had a right bicep right bicep tendonitis. His his ETA is uh, in, it just says April, so sometime in April. Lou Trevino has a right elbow ligament sprain. It says May-ish for him, uh, sometime in May. Frankie Montas has right shoulder inflammation, and he won't be back until mid-July. <sighs> ben, ben Rortvet. Uh, he had a left shoulder aneurysm, which is a big one. Uh, his ETA is very, very broad. It says April through June. Don't so 2023 is his, is his ETA. <laughs> Pretty much. Sometime in 2023, he'll be back. Yeah. Uh, Luis Hill had Tommy John. Two people had Tommy John surgery. Luis Hill and uh, Scott Efros. Luis had it uh, last year, so he should be back the second half of this year. Unfortunately, Scott's uh, surgery was more recent, and it's a 12 to 18th month recovery, so he won't be back until next year. And then Luis Severino has a right lat strain. Uh, his ETA is still to be determined. Yeah, it's unfortunately Cashman's trade deadline acquisitions not it's not what you want right. from last from last season. I mean, they let Andrew Benintendi walk. 
Frankie Montas, who's under contract this season, I'm sure they're going to let him walk after this one. That has not worked out at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott Efros, who I all I do like Efros, but he's already hurt. He's hurt and out for the season, so we'll see him back next year. I know they're very high on him, you know, moving forward. Um, but yeah, not not every. I know the whole Cashman thing's been a big deal as well, but I think he's done way more good than than bad. But nobody's track record is perfect. Last season, not it's not not the greatest trade deadline for for Cash. So. <clears throat> Um, yeah, I mean that's pretty much it with the with the roster. Um, as far as the lineup goes, I, I'm just very curious to see. I mean, the infield, I'm expecting we're going to get Donaldson. You know, well, actually, I can go ahead and just go ahead and flip this over. Then uh, we'll get Donaldson at third. We're getting Volpe at short. Blair will be at second. Rizzo at, at first. Trevino will be behind the plate. Uh, Cash and Cole. The outfield is the question. Judge will be in one of the three outfield positions. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing center. Yeah, I mean, I would like to see center. Is what I would like to see. Um, Stanton probably in right field. Uh, I guess Hicks gets to start in left. Come uh, on, put Cabrera in. I want Cabrera to be in left, and the DH would be you know DJ LeMahieu because yes, he even though whatever he, he's better defensively than Glaber at, at second base, and he's a better bat. Than Josh Donaldson at third base. Yeah. I would have LeMayu starting at third base. That's just me, but we'll see how that we'll see how this works out. Because when you talk the talk about Donaldson the way he did, and then he doesn't start an opening day, yikes. that would be very awkward. It'd be very awkward, but I, I would be all here for it. I might you might hear me screaming over the crowd on that announcement. <laughs> be so excited. Um, all right, Lisa, what do we got in the uh, the pitching matchups for this weekend? We got any uh, of our mystery guests? Uh, not for this weekend, but when okay. they play the Phillies, we do have a TBD. So uh, for this weekend, though, we're going to have Logan Webb of the Giants. He's a right-hand pitcher, face Garrett Cole. Uh, he's also a righty. And those are all the stats we have because it's the beginning of the season. Uh, on Saturday, Alex Cobb is a right-hand pitcher for the Giants, and he'll be playing versus uh, Clark Schmidt, also a righty. And we have two more righties on Sunday, Ross Stripling uh, of the Giants and then our very own Domingo Herman. Um, and I'll just throw in who's playing the first game of the Phillies uh, series. Taiwan Walker will be playing for the Phillies. And my beloved and favorite pitcher on the Yankees, Nestor Cortez, Cortez Jr., will be our starter that day. And he's a lefty. And I can't wait to watch. Oh, ooh, I'm not going to be able to watch that game. Monday night game? That's my surgery day. <laughs> well, maybe in the, maybe, maybe I will request it in my room. That's what I'm saying. Maybe you know you get to do some recovery and chill out, relax, you know, and watch that the would, game. That would help my situation if I could watch the game. Uh, fun fact: the last time I had a surgery and had anesthesia in me, the very first thing I asked when I got out of surgery was, "Did the Yankees win?" That's how dedicated I am to my team. Yes. That's all I cared. I didn't care if my gallbladder was removed or not at the time. All I cared about was if the Yankees won the game. <laughs> well, hold on a second. I mean, Wi-Fi in the room? No? Uh, yes, I, no? Don't, I don't I don't know yet, but I'll find out. That's what I'm saying. Ask the questions because you could stream it on your phone if you need to. I can. I can. So, I can and will if, if that's what, what's uh, what's necessary. I could even just listen to John Sterling and Susan Waldman. There's a part of me that wants that to happen, but I know that you're not 
going to be doing too thrilled with that. So No, I'd rather see the game for sure. <laughs> but it would lead into an interesting segment because if you listen to an entire game of them, you can give us the feedback of their pace of play. Are they keeping up with it or not? Or they? I could, I could. Although that might not be a really good indicator because I'm probably going to be uh, high on some kind of very powerful um, uh, anesthesia and or painkiller. <laughs> so it might be interesting to hear it, to hear my perspective <laughs> or what I recall of it when, when I'm. Uh, when yeah, I'm this whole other perspective of it is like maybe they were doing a baseball game, maybe they weren't. I don't know what was going on here. I might be like, Ed, it was trippy. I saw some aliens. Someone Brett took Carter up a part in the game. <laughs> yeah, I think I thought I saw Reggie Jackson. I'm not sure. <laughs> they took off <laughs> a mask and it was a singer again. Like, yeah, it was so it weird. Might be, might be fascinating. <laughs> um, um, well, the last thing I do have is the power rankings this year. Yes, go ahead. So I won't read all 30. I will say there's one tie, though. And I'm going to have you guess. Uh, do you want to guess the top five or the top ten? Um, I'll start off with top five and then see where I go from there. And this okay. is who's, who's power rankings, always. Oh, where did I get this from? I don't remember where I got it from. Okay. So I want to make sure I didn't see it earlier today, even though power. Oh, uh, you might have. You might have. Knowing okay. you, you did. Okay. Um, my guess one is the Houston Astros. Yes. Yeah, figured defending champs, whatever. Defenders. For for the Yankees, this is what it's going to come down to, though. In the American League, you're going to assume: yes. Are you beating the Astros or not? Yep. That's that's what this season is coming down to. Just need to show it now, especially after. The way last season ended. Mm -hmm. um, number two, I'm going to say is the Padres. No. Okay. Uh, the Braves? Yep. Okay. All right. So we got Astros, Braves, who on our PCP, PCP season predictions, I predict that is the World Series I have predicted. I'm going to, I kept, listen, kept it real. Until the Yankees beat the real. No, no, I'm just saying I don't want it to happen. Uh, I, I wonder if our friend who always likes to come on the show heard that. No, of course not. He's got selective hearing and and sight. That's how it goes. So mm -hmm. no, I picked the Astros and the Braves and the Braves to, to win the World Series because until the Yankees can prove that they can beat the Astros consistently, that's what that's it is. Gonna happen. Now I don't want it to happen. I want the Yankees, but I'm not going to go and be a shill and like pick the Yankees to win the World Series every single year. No, of course not. that's unrealistic. Yeah. Yeah. As much as, you know, some expectations. Um, <laughs> three Padres? Yes. Okay. So Padres, all right. So Astros, Braves, Padres, um, Yankees, four? Mm -hmm. Okay. Nice. And five uh, Mets? No, close. Uh, Phillies? No. They're the next two. They're six and seven. Okay, they're six and seven. All right, so in between their Dodgers? Mm-hmm. Okay, nice. All right, not doing too bad. No. So six and – I might as well go for the last three spots then before we wrap Do it. Um, Blue Jays at eight? They're at nine. They're at nine. Okay, so I got nine, so I need eight and ten. Um. Oh, I'm sorry. Who did you say? You said the Blue Jays? Blue Jays, yeah. Blue Jays are eight. My, my apologies. Blue Jays are eight, right? Yes. Okay. So, uh, Mariners? No. Really? They're not top ten. Oh, wow. Okay. That's interesting. 
Um, we have we have a friend who would who we have well two people actually brother and sister. Oh, okay, it's a Tampa Bay Rays. Yes. Okay, so man, so I got to, I got the round out the top ten. Wait, no, you no, said, you didn't get number ten. Oh, yes, number ten. And no Mariners. That's kind of surprising. Um, Cardinals. Yep. Okay. All right. Very so, good. Whoever did this power ranking, we're similar on this. We're on the same length of some sorts. I'm surprised so, no Mariners in there. Fun fact, uh, the two that tied are in 26th place. Would you like to guess the two teams, or do you have no clue? I don't know. Um, Tigers? Yes. Okay. Nice. Tigers and – man, who's really going to suck? Um, <laughs> A's? No, they're 29th. Um. Reds? Yep. I was okay. going to say Nicole O'Neill. Man, I am fired tonight fired. with this. If you would have asked me this, I would have been cheating the whole time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, you can see I got nothing here. So. I know, I know. I know you yeah. knew it. Um, and the, the worst team is predicted to be the Washington Nationals. Yeah, they're going to be brutal. They're going to be absolutely yeah. horrible. So that's, yeah, that's going to be a rough watch. Uh, all right. Well. This is that's it. That's all we got left before opening day tomorrow. So let's cue the music. Thanks for joining us. As always, happy opening day Eve. Happy opening day tomorrow. If you're going to the stadium, you know, listen, hit us up on say hi, hit us up on Twitter, whatever it is. Let's go. Grab a beer together, whatever the hell you want. Let's do this. Um if you're not, if you're catching it on TV or the radio, wherever it is, or following it on the on the app, enjoy, man. It's opening day. Let's go. Hope Springs Eternal and all of that. Let's do this. Uh, thanks for joining us. If you're joining us on the Facebook live stream, uh, be sure to join the Empire 161 Show group. Join the daily conversation. We share lineups and highlights and all a bunch of other stuff that doesn't make the show. So, and our episodes are on there. So, go ahead and check us out on there. Also, be sure to check out Pop Culture Pros. Join that Facebook group as well and check out popculturepros.com because that's what we're presented by. Uh, joining us on YouTube, you can be sure to check out Pop Culture Pros and subscribe to that. Uh, on Twitter, you can follow on us at Empire161Show. Same type of thing on Facebook. We share a bunch of stuff out. Uh, also, follow at Pop Culture Pros. Let's not forget that as well. And if you're on Instagram, at the underscore empire underscore 161 underscore show. I Lisa just want Manning to put out there that, that Ed does not have Instagram, so he doesn't understand that that's what you have to do on Instagram. <laughs> that's another reason for me to not be on Instagram. Ed, that's the reasons. Rick was trying to get me on Instagram the last two weeks. Because I don't know if he bought stock or something. It's not happening. It's over. It's done. I'm good. So. But I curate the Instagram page, and I and there's there's a lot of fun stuff that I put on there. So please like us and join us on all of those. And if you can, give us some stars, folks. Send all the stars. Absolutely. Um, we will have another show next week. We will see. Lisa may be back with me, not back with me. Maybe we'll have a substitute. We'll see. Keep you on your toes. But bottom line, most important of all, let's go Yankees! Woo!
Let's go baseball. Welcome back, baby. Let's do this. Can't wait for the season, baby. Let's go. See y'all next week. Peace. Bye, everybody. Oh.